This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Hey, 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 greetings everyone. You're kicking life guru, Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Man, oh man, are we coming off some exciting podcasts. The last two are 60th and 61st. Professor Brandon Beliso joined us. And I'm telling you what, folks, if you haven't checked those out yet, make sure you go back and just hearing the word 61 podcast. Holy shnikes. I can't believe it myself. So get back through there and check out some of those. But of course, do that after you listen to this one, right? Yeah, yeah. So number 62 coming at you. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about something we touch on, uh, on you know, quite a bit, quite a few of the podcast, but planting the right seeds and the core uh, group of influence, the people you surround yourself with. But before I get into that, I had the opportunity this morning to be on a, uh, a I guess, Facebook Live interview with Miss Nicole Rich, who's going to be on one of our podcasts coming up in the very near future. She's got a great group called Goals, Gratitude, and Grace. And it's all about kind of the same concept, living your best life, planning your best life, and being grateful, and you know, just having that attitude of gratitude about your life. And the interview this morning went fantastic. Uh, it started off a little shaky, I'll be honest, because I uh, technology, I thought I had this thing figured out, but apparently I don't. My phone wasn't wanting to play right. And um, I'm quite sure it was a user error, those out there that, you know, if you've, I guess I got an iPhone 6, and I don't say it's outdated, but it just doesn't seem to be cooperating, so I may have to trade that thing in for something else. But anyway, the show, wow. Check that out. It's on our page, the Kick and Life page. And it's also the new group. If you haven't subscribed to the new group yet, Living Your Best Kick in Life is uh, the group. And that thing's growing, growing, growing. All kinds of positive, motivated thinkers in that group. And that's what we want. That's what we're going to have. And folks, I started a group. You can start a group. Anybody can start a group and and do that thing to attract your tribe. You're just talking about that all the time. The tribe, who you want to be, who you want around you, that is your tribe, the tribe that's going to help you grow. And that's a big part of today's show is talking about your core group of influence. But uh, back to the interview with Nicole this morning. Man, oh, man, it, it was just good. She's inspiring. She's uplifting, and so to connect her and I back and forth, man, it was good. It felt really, really good, and she's uh, in Florida on vacation, so she had the Facebook Live camera set up where the background was the beach and the ocean, and man, great serene atmosphere, just like, you know, the kicking life, our, uh, oh, I guess our picture, right, <laughs> is me doing a round kick on the beach. Why? Why did I choose that picture? Because of the, just the serene feel. To me... That, and everybody's got their own, I guess, peace and their own, uh, I, I guess, vision of what they think is, oh my gosh, that is it. 
And that's mine. Being on the beach there, the beautiful sunrise in the background, just kind of sitting there. I guess the sun's already up. And the waves coming in. It's just a beautiful, beautiful day. And that's, of course, the whole essence of the show, trying to plant those beautiful seeds in your mind and flush out all that negativity, which, you know, I've, I've accumulated a ton of negativity over the years. I've told you about that in the past. That's on past podcasts because, you know, it had a lot of uh, old foundational cracks, if you want to say, kind of growing up there. And it's, it, it, take, it took a while to get some of that garbage out. But I do know this, by retilling that soil, so to speak, by getting all that negativity out of there, and I've always tried to be a positive, optimistic person, but those negative seeds and weeds would pop up at the most inopportune times and not good. And some of them took some serious roots, which took, took some time to get rid of. So if you're battling those things right now, like you want to be positive, you want to be happier, you want to be a better person, but it seems like every time you try to, some seeds are popping up or some negativities popping up, things from your past are popping up, you can fight those. I mean, every, you know you can, but you can also win. You can win at those battles, but it really starts with the commitment, the attitude to say, you know what, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to live a better life. And something Professor Brandon Beliso shared last week, it was, and, you know, get your pen out and write this one down because I sure wrote it down when he was saying it. He was saying at one point in his life, he was so low, he had to hide in the grass to keep the ants from peeing on him. <laughs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> Hopefully we've never been that low before. I think I felt that low before, but so low, you had to hide in the grass to keep the ants from peeing on you. Wow. And then I kind of countered back with, I guess the next step, if you can go lower than that, would be so far under the surface, under the dirt, to keep the worms from peeing on you, if that's even possible. But the whole point is, we've all made mistakes in the past, we've all goofed up, and uh, as long as we continue to try and better ourselves and learn from those mistakes, we're going to live a better life, we're going to live a happier life, we're going to be who God intended for us to be. But we've got to, we've got to, I don't say, yeah, we're going to forget the past, we can learn from the past. But here's the deal, why don't more people take an active measure, an active step to change, maybe they haven't hit that lowest point yet. And hopefully I, with the podcast here, the Kicking Life podcast, and the other motivational things we're throwing out there, and the other motivational input you're projecting in your brain, hopefully that can keep you from hitting that lowest point. You can say, you know what, I don't need to be so low, I got to hide in the grass to keep the ants from peeing on me. Maybe you say, this is it. This is the day I'm going to change things. And it's, truthfully, folks, it's as simple as that. It is. Now, simple does not mean easy. Just because something's simple doesn't mean easy. Now, some of you are probably saying, oh, what the heck, isn't that the same? No. Simple flipping light switch. Oh, it's just as easy to flip a light switch, right? Well, yes and no. Simple is a choice. Easy is, uh, um, <laughs> I guess the difference between easy and hard is something you've conditioned yourself to do for an extremely long time. And maybe that's, you know, get engaged in battles on Facebook. Maybe you have got a, a ton of weeds of garbage planted in your brain from years and years of bad data input. That is not going to be easy to change. It's simple to say I'm going to change, but it's not always easy to change. But here's the deal. You can do it. Simple is just simple daily disciplines every single day. Easy? No, because it's easier to fall back into bad habits and bad patterns and bad, uh, I guess, conditioned mindset. Here's an example for you. What I do when I get up every single morning, and there's mornings I don't want to do this. There are mornings I don't want to do this. But I've got at least a dozen motivational apps on my phone and a whole other folder, if you will, that's got Bible apps and uh, Proverbs and all this positive input. 
I look at those apps first thing before I do it. Well, check that. First thing I do is kiss my wife. Even if, you know, maybe I'm mad at her, she's mad at me. Truth be told, I'm never mad at her. She's got every right in the world to be mad at me because, well, I'm kind of a knucklehead sometimes. But anyway, I do that. And that's a form of gratitude. Just being happy and grateful that she's by me. She hasn't left me, which is a good thing uh, after two bankruptcies and house foreclosures and everything else. She, uh, I don't know, I think any woman in their right mind would have left me, but apparently she sees something in me and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, apparently God's telling her, hey, hang on to this guy. He might make, make something someday. But I'm being silly, of course. I kiss my wife and then write to the gratitude apps on the phone. What am I doing? I'm starting the day by planting the right seeds. Planting the right seeds. And then what am I going to do all day? I'm going to cultivate and nurture and hopefully harvest those positive seeds. If you start the day by clicking right on maybe Facebook and maybe um, well, starting into the day, I'll touch on that in just a second. And first thing you click on is something political or something you don't agree with or something about a shooting that's happened in the world. Where's your mind going to go? You're planting the seeds of negativity. You're planting the seeds of fear right off the bat. And you've heard me talk about the reticular activating system before. And as you know, those that follow me a lot, <laughs> five years ago, I had no idea what in the world the reticular activating system was. And some of you might be saying, well, I, I don't know either. And that's okay. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I didn't know. Five years ago, I didn't know I could read. Wow. I bet I hadn't read a dozen books my entire life. But in the last five to six years, I've just engulfed 200 and something books and audio books and conferences. And once again, planting the right seeds and doing everything I can to till up that surface, that soil, if you will, to get all that negativity out of there. So anyway, the reticular activating system, what that is, what your mind focus on, focuses on, it brings more into focus. So an example I always give is if you went to a car dealership and you bought a car, let's just say you bought a blue, blue Chevy and you're pulling off the lot and suddenly your blue Chevy is everywhere. It's like, what the heck? I don't remember seeing these before. Now I'm driving down the road. There's a blue Chevy. Stoplight. There's a blue Chevy. What in the world? Side of the road. There's a blue Chevy. Are, are, are you kidding me here? What, I mean, did people just because I bought a blue Chevy decide, hey, you know what? <laughs> Rich Grogan bought a blue Chevy. Let's go out and get one. I don't have a blue Chevy, by the way. <laughs> I just like the color blue. But anyway, no, that's not the reason. They have always been there. They have always been there. But you never focused on it before. You just didn't. You had other things on your mind. You had other things you're focusing on. But that's how the reticular activating system works. It almost sounds kind of voodoo, I know. But I want you to think about how true it is, number one, but how powerful that is. How powerful that is. And think about it. You ever been driving and, um, you know, the old red light thing? Oh, my gosh. And you always get every single red light when you're running late, right? Now, I don't think that has anything to do with the reticular activating system, but that's kind of throwing it out in the universe, right? You're focusing on negative. You're focusing on bad. You're focusing on being late. And suddenly everything contributes to you being even later and getting more frustrated. Well, all that plays in together. The subconscious mind is so powerful. And here's a thought. The mind has, on average, hold on to yourself, folks, on average, 75 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Chew on that for a minute. 75,000, 75 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Now, if you're kind of hyperactive and the mind's all over the place like mine is, you probably have in the neighborhood of 100 to 150,000 thoughts a day. I mean, that's a lot. 
Well, you, you you would go completely nuts. I mean, Looney Tuners, then you, sometimes you already feel you, you do or you go. If you had to focus on every single one of those thoughts. So that's where the reticular activation system comes in. It's a filter. It filters out, my gosh, 90, 95% of all the thoughts that try and bombard your head. And what it chooses to focus on or magnify is what you're focusing on. So you got a blue Chevy, you're excited about that, you're driving around, so that's what you're thinking about, that's what you're focusing on, that's what you start seeing. The same thing about opportunities in life. You know, maybe you're like, oh man, I just hate this job, I can't find another job, my life's just crud, I can't ever do anything right, my boss is always on to me, my kids are this. Well, what are you focusing on? Negative, negative, negative. Your boss is on to you, you can't find a good job, you hate this job, your kids are, you know, driving you crazy. So what happens? It's going to magnify all those things. You're saying, well, that has no impact on my boss being mean to me. That has no impact on this. Well, here's the deal. It absolutely does. Because if you're focusing on all the good things, maybe your boss just the day before told you, hey, man, I'm so proud of you. Great job at uh, getting this report in. Great job uh, on, on, on being on time. All those things. But now suddenly those are flushed out and you're focusing on the negative. And you say, well, that's because that's what's happening right now. Right. And it's going to continue to happen. Change your thought. Change your thinking. Change your focus. Is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yeah. It's a simple mind shift. But once again, it doesn't mean it's easy. But here's the point of today's podcast. The point of today's message. Plant the right seeds and start doing it now. You're doing a great job by listening to this motivational podcast, the Kickin' Life podcast. And the Kicking Life podcast is all about when, not if, but when life kicks your butt, as we know it's going to. You're gonna, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm going to help, like the coach, pull you up, lift you up by your bootstraps, kick you in the tail, whatever you need to get back up, to fight another round, so to speak. I'm going to kick you in life to have, help you live your best kick in life. And you know, listeners, you know how much I love, <laughs> love Rocky and the Rocky quotes, right? Nothing hits harder in life. It's about, not about how hard you can hit. It's about how much you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yeah, that is how winning is done. Getting back up, fighting one more round. You know, you've heard the old story. You fall down seven times, you get up eight. Is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yeah, it's a choice. But it doesn't mean it's easy. But it's conditioning yourself, planting the right seeds, establishing the right habits day in and day out. And something I talked about on the interview today, was that very thing I mentioned before about in the morning with the motivational apps. Starting the day off with a success. Starting the day off with a win. Starting the day off with a positive mindset. And it's not always going to be easy. But you can do it. You can do it. There's thousands of inspirational apps out there. And I've looked through literally hundreds. And I've narrowed it down now to about a dozen. I know it sounds kind of crazy. A dozen? Oh my gosh. But... It, some days I'm in a mood for something different, and then you know you just go through. Some are success apps, some are motivation, some are inspiration, some are happy, some are love, some are you know kind of I call the right hook of reality. You know, smacks you around when you feel like whining and complaining because oh it's raining today. I get that way too, but I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Can't rain every day. That's from uh, Brandon Lee and the Crow, right? Can't rain every day. No, it can't. And of course, think about it on the other side. As much as maybe we don't want it to be a rainy day. The next day when it's sunny, we're going to appreciate that sunny day even more. So look at those apps. Start the day off right. 
listen to motivational podcasts like this, and obviously I'm biased, and I think this one's great. <laughs> and and if I didn't, I, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. I My whole thing is to get better and better and better, to share better content, more knowledgeable content, better wisdom with the listeners, because it gets back to something I talk about just about every time I give an interview or every podcast, the essence of time, the essence of time, the most sacred, 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 and if you don't call it a commodity, we will, commodity on the planet is time. Regardless how little or how much money you make, regardless what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in, what kind of financial structure you have, none of that matters when it comes to time because you can always buy a new car. You can always buy a new house, but you can never buy more time. We are all gifted, and I say gifted because that's what it is. It's a gift, gifted with the same amount of time. What we do with that time, that separates the difference between living a happy, healthy, successful life or living a life that, you know, maybe you're miserable, maybe you don't feel good, maybe you're, uh, you know, bankrupt mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually. I was. I was bankrupt (laughs) twice for real where, you know, I lost everything. But worse than that, worse than that, I was bankrupt spiritually and emotionally for a long, long, long time. It was just an empty void that was there. And some of you know that follow the show. I was baptized over uh, Christmas break. Fantastic. That filled a void that's been empty for the longest time. Now, that's up to you. If you, you, you believe in God or you believe in Buddha or whatever, that, that, that has no bearing. I'm just talking about filling. If you've got a kind of empty hole, fill it with something spiritual. And that helped me a ton. But what helped prior to that was that positive mental attitude by planting the right seeds years before. And when I say years before, it wasn't that <laughs> 2012 is when I kind of started making that mental shift. I started reading Zig Ziglar and Jack Canfield, John Maxwell, and of course my favorite Jim Rome. And here's the thing, these guys have been out there, seems like forever, but I never knew anything about them because what I'm going to talk about in just a minute here, your core group of influence. You are who you surround yourself with. But back to planting the right seeds, back to starting your day off right, you think about that. You plant the positive seeds early in the morning, that's going to carry you through. Now, that doesn't mean that every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows. Matter of fact, I don't even live in that sunshine and rainbow world, you know, another rocky thing. Hey, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It can be a mean, nasty, ugly place, and it can beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it, right? We know that. So I don't live in the kumbaya land. I'll give you the right hook of reality. You know, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Try and deliver it, you know, with the right hook, but also with the kindness and inspiration and motivation not to beat you down because you already feel bad about yourself. But once again, life kicked your butt. I'm going to kick your butt back up and say I'm not done yet. And that's the whole essence of the show. So planting the right seeds to start off right. Now, Zig Ziglar, one of his famous lines, which I absolutely love, there's a positive attitude guarantee a positive life? No, no, it doesn't. But I tell you what, it guarantees you a much, much better life than a negative attitude. It does. And it's whole thing is, can you do everything with a positive attitude? No, but you can do everything better with a positive attitude than you can with a negative attitude. So focus those in there. We always got people on the other side say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know what? (laughs) Take your butt out of here. (laughs) I'll take your butt out of here. And uh, being silly here, but we don't need that negativity in our life. Those anchors pulling us down. Those anchors getting into our garden, our positive garden, and shoveling out the positive and trying to uproot the negative. 
man, get rid of that stuff. Get rid of those influences. Now, is that easy? Nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. So get rid of that excuse. Is it simple? Yeah, it's a simple choice. Doesn't mean it's easy, though. But you can do it. It's what you focus on. So plant those right seeds early in the morning and stay with those, nurture those, cultivate those, and they'll grow into something beautiful. But that doesn't mean that you're free from the weeds of your past popping up. They're going to do that. Here it's 2018. Like I said, I started this positive journey in 2012 when I was introduced to Zeke Ziegler, Jim Rome, all the people I've mentioned before. But I, I, it was almost like the mind was totally combative then. I'm filling my mind with all this positive, and my mind's saying, hey, wait a minute, what the heck is this stuff? And those weeds would pop up, somebody on social media or somebody I'd run into would start complaining about something. Oh, man, this world we live in, gosh darn. And what would I do? I would jump right into their pity party. Oh, yeah, I know all about it. Let me tell you about mine. That's no good. That's no good. Now, I tell you that because I was undisciplined and I would jive right into that garbage. And what happens was my mind focus on what's the reticular activating system do? Finds more things to complain about, finds more garbage to attract. Crazy. Almost voo voodoo. But that's how it works. Nowadays, those weeds try and pop up. Bang! I'm there to clobber them. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Now, I'm nobody special. I'm telling you that because if I can do it, you can do it. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, gosh, one of those lines again. I can do it. You can do it. What a bunch of you. I thought and said the same dang things. I truly, truly did. Now, I get an opportunity to say it. Yay! But I say it. I'm saying it from the heart because you truly can. It's a matter of flipping that switch. It's a matter of planting those right seeds. And it's also a matter of when those negative ones pop up, as they will, catch them right off the bat. Clip them at the root, so to speak. Do not let them fester. Do not let them grow. The better you get at it, the more you condition yourself to do it, it's going to become habit forming. And then you're going to do it without thought. But as I mentioned, the brain, when I started putting this positive input in, the brain was, uh, it was part of it was like, man, but I enjoy, you know, uh, I don't say I enjoy complaining, but it seems like that's what the mind was conditioned to do, you know, because that's how you connected with people. That's how I connected with a group of people are hanging around. They complain, I complain. You know, I tried to be sunshine, rainbows. I tried to be positive, tried to be optimistic. But then what's wrong with you? Kind of almost fighting me for doing that. It happens. And that's going to happen to you too. If you start winging yourself from your peer group that maybe you've been surrounded with forever, those things are going to happen. I'll touch on that in just a second. I know I keep teasing you about the peer group thing, but I really want to drive and plant the seeds that we're talking about today of planting the seeds to grow something different. But also to let you know uh, the. the <laughs> Your mind, and this is crazy, but this is how the mind works. You've got this, the prehistoric part of your mind is the part that wants to keep you safe. It's the part that's conditioned from back in the day of the cavemen when you were walking through the jungle there or walking through the caveman land and you came upon a big brush pile and your brain says, hey, man, there could be a saber-toothed tiger behind that brush. Watch out. Be careful. And so you're like, okay, all right, watching. Hopefully, there's no saber-toothed tiger. But the brain will keep doing that, and and you're going to keep following it because you know you would rather trust that maybe there is a saber-toothed tiger back there and be cautious so you don't get eaten than that one time you say, oh, I've looked 100 times. There's no saber-toothed tiger. You walk back by. Here's the saber-toothed tiger. (laughs) Eat you up, and that's it. So one time you didn't do it. It's one time that burnt you, right? Well, your mind 
is still kind of programmed in the same manner. Now, hopefully, <laughs> we're not walking along in the jungle here and a saber-toothed tiger is going to jump out and eat us. But we do have something just as destructive as a saber-toothed tiger, and that is our thoughts in our brain, the, the thoughts we've conditioned ourselves to do, conditioned ourselves to be, oh, well, I've got to watch about this guy. I've got to watch this person, and I can't leave myself exposed because the saber-toothed tiger might eat me alive. So when you start trying to make a transformational shift in your mind, your mind's going to say, hey, wait a minute, red alert, red alert, what in the heck do you think you're doing? No, 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 you get back here. This is comfortable. <laughs> I know you're safe. I know you're protected. You feel good with where you're at, the group you're with, and yeah, you probably want to be a little bit happier, but that, that's not going to happen. Don't even try because you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to be let down. You're setting yourself up to be eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. That's what the brain does because we've conditioned it in that manner. So when you start trying to pull away, when you start trying to get out of that proverbial round hole, when you start trying to separate yourself, your brain's going to fight you. Just know this. This is something I wish I was told. That's why I'm telling you now. Of all the positive stuff I read, I was—I mean, a few people touched on it, but not too many people talked about it. They're all like, hey, just be positive, just be positive, just be positive. And I was like, well, I want to be positive, but how in the heck do I do it? And how and why in the heck do I keep thinking like, man, why can't I be positive? So, but, uh, and Jim Rome's really good at that. He gives a bang, good right hook of reality, which is awesome. And so do a lot of the other motivational speakers and stuff I listen to. Uh, Gary Vanderchuk, he delivers a hammer of a right hook. And uh, Simon Sinek, I like him a lot. Obviously, Tony Robbins, all these guys that uh, just major input. And then on the lady side, Mel Robbins, she's got a book, The Five-Second Rule. Woo, man, if you have not checked that baby out, check that thing out. Good stuff, good stuff. But anyway, back to the brain and back to the brain throwing up the red flags. It's going to do that. Why? Because the brain has one job, the fear factor of the brain, fear factor, <laughs> to keep you comfortable, to keep you comfortable. But we all know that nothing happens in the comfort zone. To be successful, we have to step outside the comfort zone. We have to step outside of the crowd. Yeah, and by doing that, yes, we're vulnerable. Yes, we're subject to that saber-toothed tiger eating us alive. But here's the thing. You can never grow into the person you want to be. You can never become who you were meant to be. You can never exploit your God-given talents if you try and cram yourself in that proverbial round hole and be just like everyone else. You were born different. I don't know how many times I was a kid, people would say jokingly, man, God broke the mold after he made you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, uh, and almost, I, took, I was offended by it. You know, I was like, I thought it was a shot at me. And I guess it was meant to be. But here's the truth. Now that I'm 47 years old, I finally figured out, you know, the light bulb ah, goes off. <laughs> Every one of us had the mold broken after we were made. Yeah, that's what makes us a, an original. An original. We are one and only, baby. There's no one as great as you. No one as cool as you. No one as smart as you. No one as awesome as you. No one as good looking as you. No one with your God-given talents or ability. Only you, man. Only you. Yeah. That's something special. So the mold was broken. So now I go back 40 years <laughs> ago, a person saying, yeah, God broke the mold after he made you. I would say, yeah, you're right. How about that? I guess he broke the mold after he made you too, didn't he? That would be a right hook of reality. Of course, you can't go back 40 years and relive my childhood <laughs> so I can learn from it, and hopefully I can educate others on some of the struggles and battles that I've went through 
and help you become your very, very best to do what? To live your best kicking life. Yes. And you don't have to be in martial arts. Obviously, this podcast, my whole life has been martial arts, so it's focused solely around, I mean, a big part of it is around that, but it's also around my whole mission. I want to empower at least 10 million people. I can't count to 10 million. I wrote it out the other day. That's a big number, but I think I can do it. I know I can do it. I believe I can do it. And the reward and the satisfaction and the gratitude and just touching, I'm pounding my heart here, (laughs) how great that would feel to be able to do that. I can't do it alone, though. It's all about building that tribe. You can do it. We can do it collectively all together. But once again, it starts in the mind. It starts with planting the right seeds. It starts in believing yourself. And it starts with making that simple choice to do it. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy. So wipe that out of your head. It's not going to be. But you have the power. You have the capability. You have the wisdom right there at your fingertips, right there in you, right there in that person that's looking back at you in the mirror, look in that person's eyes and say, yes. Today I'm doing this. I am starting it today. Because you know what the biggest killer of motivator, biggest killer of dreams, biggest killer of inspiration is? Anybody know? Tomorrow. What? How's that tomorrow? I'll tell you how. You're all inspired right now. You're all inspired. Maybe you were uh, out with friends last night and you said, you know what? I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I'm getting in better shape. I'm doing this. I'm reading the Bible. I listened to that kicking life guru guy, and he said to look at motivational apps, to look at this, to plant the right seeds. Gosh darn it. I am doing it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. What happens? You wake up tomorrow and go, oh man, I would love to, but I'm so busy with the kids. I'm so busy with work. I've got all this to do. I just don't have time for that. I've done it, folks. I've said it. I've said it, folks. I've done it, I've said it, I've done it, I've said it, I've said it, I've done it over and over and over again. And guess what? I was on that treadmill of life, never, ever getting anywhere until I said, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of saying things and letting myself down. I'm tired of lying to myself. And that's essentially what it was. And here's the thing. You lie to yourself enough, not only do you believe it, but you think that's all you can do. You think that's, that's it. That's, well, I guess that's just me. I've done that. I've said that. And here's something else I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm going to say it because I I want to help you if you've ever said this to know, you know what, we make mistakes, but grow from it, learn from it. I've even blamed God. I've even said, well, God, what do you expect? You made me this way. What in the heck? If I could go back five, six, ten years ago and when I said that, just kick my own butt. Of course, I would have made an excuse. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. And if you're doing that now, get rid of those excuses. We can't go back and kick our own butt for the goofball mistakes we made, blaming God. I mean, come on. And at the time, well, I I, I guess I believe that. I don't know. I'm embarrassed as heck to say it, but the reason I'm saying it now, the reason I'm kind of exposing my soft side and the past and my goof-ups is because if you've done that, if you're doing that, it's not going to help. You're never going to feel good about it. Learn from it. Learn from it. Excuses or solutions. That's something that I just pound in the instructor's head at the academy, something that they in turn pound into the student's mindset. We've all got excuses, and some of us, and I know I was a very good excuse maker. Man, could I come up with them. Whew, I had like a master in, in excuses, probably a doctoral. Man, I was good, but it never got me anywhere. All it got me was another excuse, and the worst thing it was is I got comfortable doing it, and I solidified in my mind you know what? It's really not my fault. You know, God made me this way. I mean, what the heck? Horrible. 
and the deeper and the more excuses I made, the deeper those roots got, the stronger that oak tree got. And man, oh man, would it come time to cut that dang thing down? It was tough. And that's why I say even to today, I still got the, the roots are there sometimes that those weeds want to pop up. But I'm quick on the draw with a roundup. Bang, you're going down. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but that's how it is. So stop it now. Tomorrow is the biggest killer of all dreams, motivation, and inspiration. Do it now. And something I talked about on the show today with Nicole was what gets planned gets done. And, of course, the number one reason, the number one reason that I used, and it seems like a lot of people I talk to use, the reason they don't do a better job of self-educating, the reason they don't do a better job of taking care of themselves, the reason they don't do a better job of going to the gym, exercising, and eating better, what is the number one excuse? I gave it to you earlier. The most sacred thing on the planet, time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I've said it. I've got myself now. I do not. I'm saying it. I do not say that anymore. I catch myself. I catch myself. And the more I catch myself, the better I get at it. Just like that first time you make an excuse, it's kind of tough, and then they get easier and easier. So in other words, maybe you were going to the gym, and then suddenly you, you miss a day, well, that first day you missed was tough. Now, two days, three days, four days, you can condition yourself where it gets easier and easier to find an excuse to go. Same thing on the other side. You start catching yourself before you make excuses, before you say, I don't have time. Wait a minute. I just need to reprioritize my time. And maybe that means getting up a little bit earlier. Maybe that means, you know, after you get the kids to bed, staying up a little bit later. But here's the thing I do know for sure. A good majority of us, are addicted to Facebook and social media. A good majority of us spend far more time than we could ever, 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 ever imagine wasted time on social media. And the unfortunate thing is a good majority of us spend that time on social media arguing in combat, in disagreement with someone we don't even know. Here we are because their political views are different than ours or they think this or they think that. We are spending that time fighting a winless battle. There's no way we're going to win that thing. But what we are losing, well, not only are we not going to win, but we are losing, is the most sacred commodity, time. We'll never get that time back. And I promise you this, because I'm telling you what, I would get in those battles. Now, it's been years. And matter of fact, you won't find any of that on my social media channels, my Facebook page, or anything. All you're going to find is positivity. Why? Because I made a choice five years ago. You can look back. There's nothing on there. And the reason for that is it's been a slow planting. It's like, holy cow, it's so easy to jump on the negative, but, man, why is it so doggone hard to, 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 to be positive? Well, it just is because I had so much negativity, I guess, built up. Now, I was a positive, optimistic person, but I, it, it was on a weak, weak, weak foundation. Now, I've established that foundation from continuously, day in and day out, planting the right seeds. And somebody say, well, yeah, but I can't go back five years from now. No, you can't. But what you can do is start it right now. And guess what? This year, 2018, we're closing in on the end of March. So in a few well, a few months, holy cow, slow down. <laughs> in a matter of months, it's going to be over and it's going to be 2019. Then it's going to be 2020. And you're going to look back, man, I wish I would have started that back in 2018. Start it now. And here's the deal. The time's going to come and go. And if it doesn't come and go, you got nothing to worry about anyway. <laughs> so let's hope it does come and go. And let's make sure we're planting the right seeds today. And I kind of quote another quote from Rocky. 
uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky Three when they're on their beach on the beach, and Rocky says, oh, "Tomorrow, tomorrow," and Apollo lights him up. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a right hook of reality, and there's not. Start it today. Tomorrow's the biggest killer of of all dreams and aspirations. Start it today. Use the time you have and build that momentum today to carry that over to tomorrow. Start that, you know, uh, the law of inertia. Once an item's in motion, it tends to stay in motion, right? Yeah. Once an item's at rest, it tends to stay at rest. So start that motion right now. Start it. Maybe you're out with friends. Maybe you had a couple beverages and you're feeling good. And, you know, I know from being a guy here, we – we, uh, our ego jumps out and, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And the next day you're like, what the heck? Oh, my gosh. You get home, jump on the floor and do 10 push-ups, just 10 to start that inertia, start that movement, get in bed, feeling good. And when you get up in the morning, regardless how terrible you may feel, depends on what kind of night you had, I guess, <laughs> jump right in the floor, knock out 10 push-ups, do it. You're like, well, shoot, I ain't going to get anything out of 10. Well, how about this? A little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. That's right. So that little bit of something triggers that that motion, if you will. Starts that ball in motion. Starts that law of inertia moving forward. You've got that item out of rest. Now it's in motion. Keep it in motion. So back to the time part. Nobody has time. That's the number one excuse. I used to give it. I hear a lot of people still give it. You've got the time. It's just a matter of prioritizing that time. But most people think that, well, I've got to go to the gym for three hours or I've got to, you know, if journaling, I talk about that a lot. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't have 20 minutes worth of journaling knowledge. I don't have time to journal for 20 minutes. And you tell me to meditate, but I can't meditate for 20 minutes. I've got kids to run here. I get kids to run there. I've got a job and I, I'm just, I, I just don't have any time. But yet we find time for social media. We can take part of that time. And then even on social media, if you listen to something positive like the podcast here or you join my pages, the Kicking Life page or Living Your Best Kicking Life, that's positive. So you are planting positive input in your brain. That's a good use of time. Arguing with somebody you can't even see is not a good use of time. And I know I'm like, uh, I was like that. It's like, well, yeah, but I'm going to tell them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to win that battle, and I'm going to feel good about myself because I told them, oh, yeah. And I've done that. And I had that temporary satisfaction of feeling good. But it was almost instantaneously replaced with, man, I just missed an opportunity to play with my kids. I just missed an opportunity to better myself. I just missed an opportunity to spend time with my wife. Yeah. And what did I miss that opportunity doing? Is that worthy of anything? What was my return on investment for all our business friends out there? What was my return on time? Not very darn good. I got nothing. But I just wasted my time arguing with some knucklehead for whatever reason. For whatever reason. And who knows, maybe that person is, you know, the quote, quote, trolls on social media and they got nothing better to do. So maybe they're alone and (laughs) living in the basement somewhere and that's all they do. And you have wasted your time fighting with them on a battle you're never going to win instead of spending that time with your kids, spending that time with your loved one. Yeah. Instead of spending that time self-educating. We have the time, folks, and the time, a little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing. Three to five minutes. Put it in your phone as an as a, as a alarm or a reminder. And I'm telling you, it's going to help your productivity. It's going to help your mental balance. It's going to help your spiritual and emotional side. It's going to help you become a, very, a much, much better person and much, much happier with yourself and help you live your very best possible, best possible, <laughs> I get all excited here, best possible life. 
and I've got, oh my gosh, I don't know, six different meditative apps on the phone. You don't need to meditate for half an hour. You don't need to meditate for 10 minutes, three to five minutes, just like the 10 push-ups. And you're like, oh, what the heck will that do? A little bit of something is a, better than a whole lot of nothing. And that little bit of something compounded day after day after day is going to add up to something spectacular. But you've got to discipline yourself to take that time. And here's the, here's the key. And I'm telling you a firsthand example, like everything. I'm just exposing my heart, my soul, my flaws. As Professor Bleasel said, uh, warts and all, baby. <laughs> I'm exposing it to help you, peeling back the layers of the onion so you can be your very, very best. So you can learn from my mistakes to help you deal with your mistakes from the past to be a better person. And um, I'm quite confident that you've probably made far less mistakes than I've made. So once again, I can move on from it. You can too. You have to make the choice to do it. That simple choice to do those simple daily disciplines. Not easy. Is it easy? No. No, it's not. Three to five minutes. So here's an example I give a lot. I'm pounding away on the computer or working on, uh, I don't know, some document or some advertising ad or my next speech or whatever, and I am stuck. I'm literally banging my head against the wall thinking, gosh darn it, what in the world? My mind's beep, beep, boom, boom, all over the place. Squirrel, you know, runs across. I, I, I can't focus. So what do we do? We've been taught, you know, you fight through it, you battle through it, you, you don't give up, you keep battling, you keep battling, you keep battling. And that's what I would do. And I would sit there and battle and battle and battle and battle. And I was literally banging my head against the concrete wall. Well, sooner or later, I got a massive headache. My productivity is completely in the, in the tank there. I haven't got anything done. The clocks are ticking away, and I'm still stuck on the same thing. Get up, walk around, get a drink. If your kids are there, spend some time playing with your kids. Grab your meditative app. Grab your inspirational apps. Look through those for a few minutes. Don't get on social media unless you want to, you know, read something from a positive page like one of our pages there. Take that three to five minutes breaks, that little shutdown time, almost like restarting the computer. Heck, restart your computer. It could probably use a refresh too. And, you know, when the computer's restarting, we're sitting there like, oh, my gosh, hurry up, load up. You know what? Let it take as long as it wants. You get up from it, walk around, and uh, <laughs> my mind goes all over the place. I worked at a job uh, a number of years ago. And a lot of times the employees would take smoke breaks. I didn't smoke, but uh, they would go out there and take their smoke break. It was, um, it was Quick Trip. That's <laughs> what I think what it was. That was years ago. But anyway, well, I didn't smoke, but you know what? I'm going to take a fresh air break, gosh darn it. And I'd go out there and just walk around and take a fresh air break. Now, I would love to say <laughs> that back then when I was in my early 20s, it clicked. Hey, yeah. But I was kind of just being, a, I don't know if I was being rebellious or not, or just being, hey, you know what? You know, you take all these dang smoke breaks. I'm going to go outside and take a fresh air break instead of being stuck in here. That was kind of the mindset and attitude. But now I realize you get out from that computer, you're taking your not smoke break, but your fresh air break or your mental cleansing break. You go back to your the, the whatever you were working on, back to my speech or back to your ad or back to an email that you're having a difficult time writing. And you're like, oh, there it is. There's the answer I've been looking for for the last three hours. I've been banging my head against the wall to find. That's it. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's that refreshment. Condition yourself to do that. Now, am I perfect? Gosh darn no. I wish I was, but I'm not. I got to remind myself. But once again, I'm conditioning myself to get better, to get better, to get better. So when I'm struggling on something, thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Oh, my gosh, look at the clock. Holy smokes. Stop. 
get up, take 30 seconds, take a minute, take two minutes. Okay. Let that endorphin release happen. Let that stress go off the brain. You'll find the answer. You will find the answer. I know it's magical. It's mystical, but it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. And what does that get back to folks? What does that get back to? One, taking care of yourself. And really touched on that today, but planting the right seeds, conditioning yourself with the right habits, having the right mindset and that right mindset. And there's a, there's a word too. Five years ago, I had never heard the word mindset. I'm sure I had, <laughs> but it wasn't on my radar because my trick activating system wasn't looking for it. So I never talked about it, never heard of it. And to be honest, I look back now and goodness gracious, as much as I would never want to admit it, I had a pretty fixed or closed mindset. I was kind of trapped in my own way of thinking. Yeah. And a lot of that was ego. Because I didn't know what I didn't know, but I would, didn't want to let anybody know that I didn't know what I didn't know because of the insecurities of <laughs> letting people know I didn't know what I didn't know. Because then they thought, well, man, you don't know anything. You're not very smart. Oh, wow. I was afraid of that. And I think a lot of people are. Now I'm saying I still, more than anything, don't know what I don't know, but I'm doing everything I can to surround myself with people that know what I don't know to learn what I don't know. And I think it was Socrates that said the only thing, uh, uh, Socrates, Socrates, <laughs> listen to me. We, my family, we, or my uh, youngest son, Emmett, we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure the other night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, there's a right hook of reality. There's a left uppercut for you, too. So uh, <laughs> what a goof. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I always leave these things in here when I, 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 something triggers in my brain. Goofy movie from the 80s. If you haven't seen it yet, holy shnikes, it's, uh, it, it's goofy. But anyway, Socrates, there we go. <laughs> he said, uh, the only thing I know for sure is I don't know much of anything. And that's true. Now, it's hard to swallow that ego. It's hard to swallow that pride and admit that. But by doing so, not only our number one black belt principle is humility. I have it, number one, as a reminder to be humble and to understand that, to keep a white belt uh, attitude always wanting to learn to be a master learner before I was just master Grogan because I'm the master. Now I'm a master learner. I want to learn more to help myself become better so I can empower others to become better. And that's all part of the planning. Once again, planting the right seeds, planting the right seeds over and over. But yeah, wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. Well, you know what? My goodness, 45 minutes, bing, bang, boom. I've been going at it here. I didn't even get a chance to touch on the core group of influences. So maybe I'll save that for next week. Those were like, man, dude, well, you'll just have to listen to next week's. But that means you could probably listen to this one over again and pick up two or three things that maybe you missed. Because I know sometimes I get to talking a little fast. I get excited. I'm here standing up in the recording studio and just like, yeah, delivering right hooks. And, you know, they almost have to pad the room when I come in here because I'm jumping around like a nut job. But I'm feeling good about it. And I'm telling you, uh, uh, this, now we all talk about our purpose. I found my purpose. I, was, I knew my purpose back when I was like five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. It was on my report cards. Richie talks too much. Richie talks too much. <laughs> Richie always liked talking. Richie always liked to try and make people smile, make people happy. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the crazy thing about being a child, the innocence of a child. You're happy. You're fun. You're loving. You're smiling. You're just being your kitty self. And then for years upon years upon years upon years, I was told, Richie, when are you ever going to grow up? Richie, you can't be a kid all your life. Richie, you can't just play all the time. Richie, Richie, Richie. Now, I didn't understand that. All I knew is that's what I was being told. 
That's what I was being told by people I respected. So, you know what? Maybe, maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe I shouldn't be talking so much. And I truly tried not to be that person. Then I had that social or that uh, I don't know, social conflict, but that mental conflict with myself. You know, this is who I think I am, but here's what I'm being told not to be. And what happens? That happens to so many of us. We get beat down. We lose all faith, confidence, and trust in ourselves. We no longer believe in who we wanted to be. We lose that childhood innocence. And I realize we do have to, quote, quote, oh, I don't even want to say grow up because I, that's, that's such a negative thing. Now, all I do is play. I tell myself that. I mean, it's hard work. You got a lot of stressors going on because that's the way of the world. But I try and remind myself, you know what? I'm playing. I'm living the best life I can. And that's why I love doing the podcast. I love doing interviews. I love being on camera because I love just being a kid at heart and sharing these messages with others who may be fighting those battles. Now, I was told all those things. I believed all those things. And those are a lot of things that contributed to kind of, and I don't think anybody did it intentionally to keep me down. I think, uh, and I know my father was a, 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 a main one because I drove him nuts. I mean, he was all business all the time. And I shared with you before, he was in Vietnam. And, you know, for about the first 20 years of my life, I think, you know, part of him was still in Vietnam. He, he suffered tragedies and went through hell that I will never, ever know about, nor do I ever want to know about. He did the best he could. He knew the world, as I've said before, was a mean, nasty, ugly place. And uh, the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue, to this day when I hear that, I think it could have been called A Boy Named Richie because my dad pretty much said, look, the world's tough. I'm going to condition you. I'm going to toughen you up because I'm not always going to be there, and I don't want the world to take advantage of you. So you're not going to understand it now, but you're going to understand it when the world comes crashing down. Now, is that the right approach? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, but I do know this. It was the best he could do. That's all he knew was the world was hard. The world was tough. His world was turmoil from everything he'd experienced, and he went through a lot. He was severely injured in Vietnam, and he rarely shares stories, but occasionally he'll drop a few on there, and some of the horrific things that he saw he had to go through and some of the horrific things he did. Uh, it just no human being should have to go through that. But all he knew is here's his son, Richie, and his son's a goofball. His son's flighty. His son's all about you know, uh, almost sunshine and rainbows, I guess. I don't know. And he knew that, that, that the world was going to crucify me, for lack of a better word. So he wanted to toughen me up the best he could. And that's, that's the path he chose. And that's how he did it. So do I wish those things that happened to me when I was a kid happened? Well, no. But I do know if they wouldn't have, it wouldn't have groomed me into who I am today. The fighter, the battler, the never give up, you know, the, the right hook of reality, the suck it up buttercup. I just want to deliver those messages that my father delivered in a little better way that helps inspire and empower people and lift them up as opposed to trying to beat them down to get them to come back up. So I love my dad more than anything. We have a better relationship than we've ever had. I love you, Dad. I know you listen to the show, so that touches my heart. And he, he did the best he could do. So folks out there, if maybe your relationship with your parents was strained when you were a kid or a teenager, or maybe it is to this day, and there's a little sidebar here, you know what? I'm sure they did the best they could do with the knowledge they had and the information they had at hand. And I'm sure for whatever reasons, they tried to help prepare you for the world. So you're going to be at so much more peace when you come to peace with that. And go call them up. Call your dad up. Hey, dad, I love you. Matter of fact, when I get off, the phone or off this podcast, I'm going to go do that right now. And I'm going to call mom up because I'm grateful and thankful that they're still there for me. And I'm grateful and thankful for everything they did to try and help me become my very best. Now, in the process, 
yes, there were some pretty doggone negative seeds planted that grew up to be, you know, oak trees of, of, yeah. But once again, excuses or solutions. I can keep blaming them. Well, I'm this way because my dad did this to me and he treated me like this. And at eight years old, I'm shoveling horse poo and he's yelling at me because I'm not doing a good job of it. And I'm bailing hay. And uh, you know what? And I didn't have this when I was growing up. Hey, that's excuses, man. Get over that nonsense. You're an adult or you're a teenager. If you're able to make your own choices, and here's the deal. From like six, seven years old, yes, your parents still make the majority of the choices for you. But you choose to be polite you choose to be respectful, you choose to put forth your best effort, or you choose not to. That's as simple as that. You choose to make an excuse, or you choose to find a solution. It's truly as simple as that. So, yeah, I could keep blaming my parents who did the best they could, but my gosh, what is that doing? It's like, well, Richie, we did the best we could. We didn't know any better. Man, the thought of that rips my heart out. Solutions. They did the best they could. Maybe there are some shortcomings there but I'm going to do the best I can moving forward and using those lessons to be the best I can. And that's the reason I do this podcast. That's the reason I do my motivational blogs. That's the reason I'm writing a book to do those things, to share those things, to help make, and you hear me say it all the time, my mission, my purpose to impact hopefully well over 10 million people. That's just a good goal to have to make our society. And I mean this folks, a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering I used to say inspiring, but now it's empowering because if I inspire, that inspiration wears off. But if I empower you, if I empower you to believe in yourself, you're going to carry that empowerment around. So when that inspiration wears off, you've already become empowered to find it again. Find that inspiration. So I'm empowering you to believe in yourself. Stand up to bullying. And I'm talking whatever bullying. Now, yeah, maybe the bullying at school, maybe a bully at work. The bullying I'm talking about is the bully in your own mind. When you bully yourself into believing you can't do something that you were born to do, that's the biggest bully. Yeah, I've I've uh, talked before, and you know I've had because uh, I was bullied severely. You know I like to go back and smack those guys around, and gosh darn it, I would do it differently. I've thought those things, I've said those things, but I've come to the realization I allowed it to happen to me because I allowed the bully in my brain to say I wasn't confident enough, to believe I wasn't confident enough, not believe in myself, to allow it to happen. So empower you to believe in yourself, to stand up to bullies, number one, the bully in your brain, and to be respectful to others. That's it. And how are you respectful to others? You've got to be respectful to yourself first. You've got to respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, there is no way in the world you can respect anybody else or anything else for that matter. But it all gets back to that belief in yourself. So... That's the reason I talk about these things, folks. That's the reason I do as much research and study as I can. And that's the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm fulfilling my mission, my purpose, my God-given talents. And I, I want you to do the same. You have something special. It's in you. Nobody else. Only you know what that is. And if you don't, and I know we're running over on time here, I guarantee if you ask well, you know, first things first. If you just start writing down, kind of brainstorming on a piece of paper, whatever repeats itself, that's probably what you should be doing. That's your purpose. Or ask some of your close friends or ask your family, hey, what is it that I do well? I mean, it's going to be hard to ask that. You're going to be like, oh, that's, I can't do that. Ask them, what, 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 do you see, what do you see with me? Now, that's, I mean, that's exposing yourself because you're like, well, they may say I'm an idiot or they may say I'm dumb or ugly. <laughs> 
that's that's your mind, the bully in your mind saying that garbage. I know because it was hard for me to ask this question. So, you know, and, and what do you think I can do? What do I do better than others? How can I be my best? What do you see in me? Ask those difficult questions. You know, John Maxwell's got a book I'm reading right now called Great Leaders Ask Great Questions. Bang. How they become great leaders? They ask the difficult questions to find out the difficult answers. And who are some of our worst leaders? The ones that don't ask questions because they think they got it all. They know everything. Yeah. Surround yourself. And you know what? I I know I touched on that. We'll cover that next week. I promise. I'm going to highlight it in my journal here. Core group of influence for next week. There it is, folks. There it is. As always, I I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It means the world to me that you took time out of your busy day. Because, once again, time, the most sacred commodity to listen to the podcast, to listen to the message, to listen to some of the experiences I've had and know from the bottom of my heart I'm delivering these messages to help you become your very best, to live your best kick in life, and to believe enough in yourself to inspire somebody else to live their best kick in life. And uh, uh, what else? So, yeah, i got to talk about all, all the, the other stuff now, right? How can you find us? iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As always, make sure you check out the Kickin' Life page, and living your best kick in life. Every single day starts off with two, sometimes three, motivational posts, quotes, words of wisdom from somebody far smarter than me. I just borrow their content and throw it up there, and I'll type in some of my limited wisdom knowledge <laughs> on there as well. But plant the right seeds. Plant, plant, plant the right seeds. Is it easy? No, nothing in life is, but it is simple. It's simply a habit, to, to or simple, simply a choice to form a habit and condition that habit so you do it day in and day out. All right. Well, as always, subscribe, talk to your friends, share this with your friends, remind them to subscribe so we can continue building our tribe of positive motivational influencers that are empowering others to believe in themselves to live their best kick in life. And that's all I got, folks. Make sure, like I said, you share it with somebody else. Make sure you leave a comment. I always love reading the comments. It makes me feel really good about it and lets me know that, hey, I'm delivering the messages that you want to hear that you're spending your time on. That's it. And until we talk again, start today. Plant those right seeds. I mean it. Until we talk again, folks, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I'm praying for you to plant those right seeds so you can live your best kick in life. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.